your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Hello, Josh. Spaceman. Kia ora. How's it going? It's good. It's good. Quiet old week at the Stardome. She's a quiet old week everywhere, I reckon, at the moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, out of space, still uh, lots of news happening outside our solar system. Oh, there's, there's always drama up in space, always something happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now, the first the first story you've sent through to us this evening is about the confirmation of 5,000-plus uh, exoplanets. Yeah, yeah. So we um, NASA's uh, kind of official tally of confirmed exoplanets took over 5,000 um, mm-hmm. officially, so, which is a pretty, pretty big achievement. Um, and a massive, um, massive leap of uh, understanding in the last just 20 years, essentially. So it's quite impressive on their behalf. What is an exoplanet? So exoplanet is basically any planet that orbits another star. Mm-hmm. Um, so exo meaning exterior planet. So any other, you know, basically star that has a planet, we just call them exoplanets. Um, we discovered the first one in like 19, I think 92. So like early 90s, it was pretty recently. Um, and yeah, now we've discovered about 5,000 of them, so quite quite a plethora of planets out there. Do they have to be rocky like Earth, or are they gas? It's um, it's a bit of a combo. I mean, they've they've got um, they do have rocky planets, so they've got kind of Earth-like, similar-looking or similar-sized planets, rocky ones. Um, they have gas giants like Jupiter, um, Saturn, and then they also have these planets that are called like super Earth, um, and they're kind of like in between the size of Earth and Neptune. Um, we don't have any of those in our solar system, so it's not a type of planet that we're familiar with. Um, but, yeah, it's it's all, all types of planets, basically. Mm-hmm. Do they chalk them up because they're hopeful we may be able to visit them one day? Yeah, because, I mean, planets themselves, you know, stars are cool and we can see stars, but, you know, planets is kind of where the good stuff happens, and that's where there's, you know, you're talking about chances of life evolving on other places and, um, you know, the search for life, essentially. We look to those outer planets and... Um, not necessarily to, you know, phone into ET, but it's more to see, you know, what are those conditions like on other planets? Mm-hmm. Um, and that also helps us kind of understand, you know, how special Earth is. Are there places that are like Earth, um, you know, that life could evolve and all those big questions. So, yeah, it plays a pretty big part in that kind of search for life. Now, is a discovery of an exoplanet a, a bunch harder because they're not always getting lit by the nearest star? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a kind of a plethora of methods that we can use. One of them is called the transit method. So um, that's when we actually just look at a star, we observe the brightness, and we watch for like dips in brightness, and that's when um, a planet will pass in front of a star. Um, but for, you know, for that to happen, the star has to be kind of online with our viewpoint. So um, that doesn't always work. Um, sometimes the planets, if they're big enough, we can actually directly image them as you know tiny little pixels. Um, Lots of things do have to go right, but um, yeah, planets themselves, they're really hard to see. Um, and, you know, we, we know that there are billions, at least just in our galaxy, and, you know, 5,000 is not near that number. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty, still pretty good considering how difficult it can be to find those planets. Nice. Now, the James Webb Telescope, which we've spoken about a few times, has sent back its first images. How would you describe those? Oh, she's, um, she's pretty exciting. Yeah, I... I um, I was, I was reading the press release for that. So, yeah, they've, they've finally officially um, aligned all the mirrors. So the actual, all those segments, those um, honeycomb-looking mirrors, they're all working together, so actually completely aligned. Um, and they've taken their first kind of test image of a star that they were focusing on 
Um, but it's, it's a really cool... Did you have a look at that image I sent you? Kind of looks like something out of a sci-fi film. Mm, yeah, very like kind of... <laughs> Probably something to do with the fact uh, that it's in space. It reminds me of um, the Eye of Hell from... Was it Hell 9000 from Space Oddity? Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's taken an infrared light, so everything's super red. Um, but I think the coolest thing about that photo is it's not um, a science... You know, we're not getting any... We're not learning anything from that photo. Mm-hmm. It's just a guest photo, but um, the star that they took a photo of... If you look in the background, the, the instrument is so sensitive that you can actually see dozens of galaxies behind the star. Um, so, you know, the, the mirror, NASA said that it's basically working better than they designed, which is great. Um, so we're going to start to get those really incredible images in probably just a couple more months. Mm-hmm. And they're just obviously studying the images. What sort of science are they pulling out of uh, these? Well, yeah, there's um, actually one, and this kind of relates to what I was talking about before about um, exoplanets is, um, one thing about exoplanets is when we find them with current telescopes, um, telescopes can't tell us much about the planet, so they tell us basic things like you know the size, the mass, the gravity, um, but one thing they can't do is actually tell us the atmospheres of planets, whereas James Webb is actually powerful enough to peer into those exoplanets, so um, now that we have this huge catalogue of planets to look at and James Webb's you know, just about to fully ramp up, it's actually going to start to look at exoplanets directly and that can you know, tell us things like how much um, oxygen, for example, is in an exoplanet, and that, you know, of course, can be an indicator of life. So, um, yeah, it's it's really exciting what James Webb can do, also with exoplanet work, which is pretty cool. Do you know anything about how that science works? That just sounds crazy that a telescope can do that. Um, it's something called spectra. So we kind of look at wavelengths of light passing through a, a planet's atmosphere, and it kind of acts like a it's almost like a fingerprint. We break out the light and we see these gaps in the light um, and that tells us what exactly the atmosphere is made of. So, um, yeah, it's called spectrum, or spectra, basically. And, yeah, James Webb is just, it's because it's got such a big mirror, mirror and it's so sensitive, it can actually see those atmospheres and get that kind of fingerprint of what it's made of, which is pretty exciting. We've, to date, we've not had anything as powerful as James Webb that can actually do that, which is pretty cool. It'd be pretty mint if your name is actually James Webb right now as well. Yeah. <laughs> Very. <laughs> now, NASA has rolled out his brand new big rocket. What can you tell us about this, mate? Yeah, that's, um, I didn't really think. Do they, do it, do they do it like a North Korea kind of vibe? Or do they have like. <laughs> I mean, it was actually kind of awkward. I was watching the like live stream and, you know, they rolled out. It's extremely slow. It's not like moving very far. Not yet. Um, and they had like a, a band playing music. Oh, and it, sounded yes. it is a little really bit. Really. <laughs> It was a bit off-key. <laughs> was it like, it just sounded, America, yeah. you're great? Like that kind of Yeah, vibe. it was very that. It was kind of like um, it, intermediate man. school band. Sugar Ray and the Beach Boys to do it. Yeah, oh, they needed someone else, not a bloody marching band. Um, <laughs> but yeah. It's a little bit too war having a marching band, eh? Like, mm. Maybe like <laughs> a, a synth band. orchestra would have been real awesome, you know? Like I reckon like an EDM gig or something. Yeah, that but that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, apart from the, the marching band, yeah, they, um, so they rolled out their, their SLS rocket for the very first time, which um, is pretty exciting. I think it's kind of something that a lot of people didn't really ever see, think would happen. Um, you know, th- this rocket is infamously um, over budget, over, you know, it's extremely late. It was meant to launch years and years ago. Um, and there was many times where it was almost cancelled. So to actually see it rolled out, ready, assembled, and just you know, just so much closer to actually launching is pretty exciting. And it looked, it looks pretty bloody cool too. Like it's a, it's a monolithic rocket. Was it, what's the vibe? Is that, 
people just having a few beers? Is it kind of like a roof shout? Do they smash like a thing on the side of the boat or what's going on? <laughs> Maybe not on a rocker as expensive as this one. Um, yeah, they, they, they rolled just it out. Just fire some moon travellers at it? Sure. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they rolled it to the, the place where it will physically launch from. Um, they're going to basically do final tests. So they do like kind of like a, I guess like a dress rehearsal. So they'll, they'll do all the things needed for a launch. They'll pretend that they're launching. They'll go up to the countdown. They'll actually put fuel on it, do all that stuff. Um, they won't launch it. They'll just test it. They'll roll it back into the do a building. Burnout. Kind of do a do a rocket burnout. <laughs> do some sick burnouts at the Kennedy Space Center. <laughs> just a little, um, and just then a little, she's ready to roll. Just a cute little. So this <laughs> is just a spirit from a rocket. Though, you know? The rocket <laughs> is designed to travel to the moon, correct? Yes. Yeah. So the first launch, which will be in a couple weeks, um, I think May, um, that's going to be sending an Orion spacecraft, which is going to take people to the moon. Um, this one won't have people on it. Um, but it'll be sending, yeah, that spacecraft to the moon, kind of doing those practicing things again. So orbiting the moon, flying around, doing all the things that we're going to do with people eventually, and then heading back to Earth. So it's a pretty powerful rocker. Amazing. And uh, any news to report from the Stardome? Or anything happening in the in near future? Um, yeah, we've we've actually got a busy... <laughs> we don't have all the details, so I can't reveal too much yet. Um, but, yeah, we've got all of our Matariki stuff coming out. We've got um, a bunch of stuff starting in April, um, but we also just have, we've got our regular Night Sky shows. We've got our, we've got like a kid's version of Night Sky shows, much earlier. Um, you know, if kids can't stay up too late. Um, and we still, we've got our offer with Happy Boy just down the road. So if you get um, food from them, you've got a ticket for the stardom, you get 10% off, which is pretty sick. Nice. Rude. <laughs> All right, Josh, uh, we'll wrap it up there and we'll check in with you in a fortnight's time. All right, I'll talk to you then. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Bye. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.